What's up, everybody? Thank you for watching the Life Like a Movie podcast. Again, this is where I bring you the people and ideas that can help you create your own story, one that you fall in love with, um, to live a high energy life that you love. And I say high energy because the guest that I have on today, I think, can do a wonderful job at uh, increasing our health. And I'm not 100% sure how, which is why I brought them on. Uh, so, if without further ado, please uh, introduce yourselves and uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. So, hey guys, first of all, thank you, Brett, for having us on thank this podcast. Thank you, Brett, for having us, yeah. We're very grateful for this opportunity, and this is our first ever podcast, so we're super excited. Um, just a brief introduction for us. I'm Babsi, and this is Thomas next to me. Hey. And yeah, we're the founders of Luminous Red. We're a brand new startup company. And today we want to tell you a little bit about ourselves, how we started out and what Red Light Therapy basically is all about. Exactly. Wonderful. So uh, I remember you told me the story uh, in our in our Instagram messages, how you guys came up with the idea of starting the business, how uh, you were you were a psychologist. You were a psychologist. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yes. And uh, you were you worked with lighting. Thomas. Exactly. I'm a, a lighting designer by, by training, basically, or what I studied. Uh, and I'm a, a startup founder by heart. So that's what yeah, I did the last, okay. year, <laughs> last few years. And uh, so this, this matches really well. Yeah. Yes. No kidding. And uh, okay, wonderful. And Babsy, uh, for you, it was about being able to make an impact on on uh, other humans, correct? That's That's kind of where your inspiration came from? Yeah, exactly. I'm all about making healthy life choices. And what I find kind of sad about psychology is that we're kind of always focus, focusing on the negative. It's like when you're sick, what do you do and what interventions do you do? And I kind of want to focus on not waiting to get sick, but actually enhancing healthy behavior. So you're actually happy and healthy and not just kind of waiting until you get sick. I see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, stopping the process, bef- the, the getting sick process before it happens. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, then I'll, I'll start off with the first question because uh, I did a little bit of research into red light therapy to prepare for this, and it seems very fascinating uh, what it can do. Like, who would have thought that just shining a light on your skin can make such an impact, honestly? So, um, yeah. explain to everybody listening and for myself. Uh, I got my phone out here to take some notes because I'm very curious to see what you guys have to say. Um, What is red light therapy? What does it do to the body? So basically red light therapy is very shortly and easily explained Mm -hmm. using a certain wavelength of light that you expose your body to that can have therapeutic effects. That's like the basic idea. With our device and what we're all about is that we use red and near-infrared light. Those are two different kinds of wavelengths. Okay. That's 660 nanometers of uh, red light and 850 nanometers of near-infrared light. Hmm. And we're focusing on those two light sources because they help power up your mitochondria. If Tom can explain what the mitochondria is and what that's all about. And basically it helps you produce better energy, which is very, very important. And um, a lot of people expose themselves to this light fully, like they do whole body treatments because obviously that then increases the effect, but also you can do targeted treatments on different body parts. Okay. So what, um, so would it like cure some sort of uh, sickness 
Um, like what what would I want to use it for, or what would I what would it what would I use it for so that I would prevent a certain sickness? So the main scientifically proven benefits that red light therapy can have are basically skin health. So it can uh, it can both target very superficially, like your skin. You can help with fine lines, with wrinkles, but also with different skin diseases like eczema or psoriasis. Oh, then no kidding. Have, yeah, then you have hormonal health. So melatonin production is a big thing for sleep enhancement, but also testosterone in men, but also female sexual hormones, as we're learning a lot. Or also what I find really interesting is depression and anxiety. So it helps with serotonin okay. and oxytocin production as well. Um, it can help a lot with pain and inflammation. That's also a big research field in science and muscle recovery. So for uh, people that work out a lot and there are maybe pro athletes as well, they are now realizing that recovery is a really big field as well if you really want to go the extra mile with your body. Yes. That's incredible. I have to say, you guys both seem to have nice skin. I don't know if it's just the lighting in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can tell it works. Um, that's so interesting. So it's uh, it's not just for, for nice skin. So say like wrinkles, uh, like wrinkles, um, acne per se. But also what I found most interesting was uh, the, the uptake in serotonin and oxytocin. Um, yeah. That's amazing as well. I, I had no idea. And melatonin, correct? Yes, correct. And melatonin, so, yeah. It's so basically, would it be, I think, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so would it be best for somebody to use red light therapy before bed if it increases your melatonin? Before so bed is the best time. Yeah, it depends on. It's what first of all, it's not a cure for all kind of thing. There's not one way you can do this. It varies a lot with you individually, mm. and that's where we kind of come in because one of our main goals is help you get your best red light therapy, obviously, uh, and. If you say, okay, one of my main things is I can't sleep, I struggle with sleep a lot, then obviously we would recommend you using it before going to sleep, like maybe an hour before getting to sleep and also blocking kind of the blue light so your whole circadian rhythm doesn't get messed up and then do that before you go to sleep so you kind of have the full circle experience then. Okay, all right. Um, I'll move on to the next question. So uh, many of us, including myself, are... Uh, lacking in the uh, education department on how to live longer. Um, I would love to live longer, as I'm sure most of us uh, would. So does yeah. red light therapy help, out, help us out with that? Yeah, basically. So it's also, I think, I think for us, we are all kind of young. And, and the, the thought of living, living longer and uh, extending our life, I think it, it only comes in, in tiny bits to us that, that we might want that. Um, mm. And also for, for me, it was the same uh, when we, we started this journey, because uh, as, as I think Babsi already told you sometime, uh, for us, it was, it was mainly solving an issue. To start yeah, we with started it. out so, of a personal so need. So for Babsi, it was, uh, she had the winter blues a lot and and uh, was not feeling so well for me it was because i i had a major uh, operation and and my body basically went havoc and uh, uh, yeah and and the, the doctors they didn't didn't really know what to do and so i had to to learn for myself what could help me and so for us too this this journey i think it this this was mainly the start of it and we didn't think about what it might bring for our future but now, as we as we as we are feeling so much better, you know, 
um, for us, not just because of red light, but because of all the other biohacks that we do, um, we slowly start to think, hey, what if this, all the, those things that we do might enhance our lifespan? What if we live past 100 years or past 150 years? Ah. Um, what then? And I think that's, that's a really interesting and curious question to, to first ask yourself, right? Uh, and then, as you said, maybe something like a technology like that can enhance your life. Um, and what we see right now in science, and also I think um, quite uh, recently, because I think last week uh, um, a, a contact of mine, he came out with a study um, that was done on, on um, he basically wanted to, to extend uh, the life of, of worms. Yes. Uh, by combining certain uh, certain procedures to enhance mitochondrial function, oh. uh, and he said, "Okay, maybe I can ex extend the life of the worms for I don't know. I think one hundred and thirty percent." But then he re realized, "Whoa, the worms live uh, fivefold longer." So that was quite interesting, I would say. And and the really interesting thing is for me especially. There are so many things that we still do not really know about mm. aging, in my mind. And okay. yeah, <laughs> so here comes the thing. I, I think for now, what the only thing that we can do is that we can try and also uh, use the things that we know might help with, uh, with prolonging life. And for example, like when, when talking about red light therapy, so what we are mainly talking here is what Babsi already told is uh, it can enhance uh, skin quality, it can enhance uh, um, healing of, of wounds, it can enhance or uh, make uh, inflammation better and stuff like that. And I think um, with the red light therapy, the main uh, mechanism of how it works is that it basically really uh, um, uh, directly targets the cells in our body mm -hmm. and especially these uh, small little uh, powerhouses uh, that, that we have within these cells. Uh, they're called the mitochondria. And what they do or what they can do is uh, they can uh, basically convert the energy that we take uh, from food and so on uh, into energy that, that is usable by our cells or by our body. In general, yeah. I think this is this is a really powerful thing that we are only now because science is, is researching mitochondria for I think almost seventy years now, and wow. only now we are we are slowly like getting a hang of it or getting the concept of, of how this might work and how this might uh, play into how uh, yeah how we live our lives, how health okay. functions in our bodies and how aging functions. Okay. Because I think like with aging, I think it's, it's mainly two things <laughs> that play into role. The first thing okay. is like Please. aging, I would say, or uh, prolonging your life is uh, accidents. Like if you have an accident and you die, that's it. That's <laughs> some, of that can, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> some of that we can prevent. Some of it we can't prevent and some of it depends on luck. So I think that's that's the one thing uh, that uh, that really plays into into uh, prolonging your life. And the second yeah. thing is uh, basically diseases or illnesses. I think that's that's the main thing. So mm -hmm. um, 
cancer, Alzheimer's, uh, diabetes, and so on and so on. Mm. And if we are able to, to prevent these diseases, because I think right now we are on a good track in medicine that, that we could basically cure some of these diseases, but we are not there yet. Um, but we are also already quite far in, in maybe helping to prevent these diseases. And if we can do so, it is on the one side, it helps us yeah, not to get sick or not to get ill. And on the other hand, I think that's also the, the main part with mitochondria, because um, what we know in, in science is that uh, as we age, like we, we reach our prime in our mid-20s or something like that, right? And okay. as, we, as we age, um, our body slowly declines. And uh, this is also a decline of, of mitochondrial function, so the powerhouses in our cells that produce the energy for our body to function. Um, okay. And therefore, what science suspects or is already quite sure about is that when our body is not able to produce enough energy or less energy than it, it used to, uh, this also means that uh, that we can get sick or uh, we can get diseases much easier because the barriers are not so high. And also on the other side, we don't have so much energy in our body. Therefore, we can't move that much or we can't uh, do all the things we used to when we were young to signal our bodies we are still healthy. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Okay. So I, I just want to reiterate a little bit of what you said just to make sure I understand it and everybody listening understands. <laughs> yeah. so, um, my favorite part, and I, I, I want to make sure this is correct. So uh, red light therapy, it, it goes in into your skin like 8 to 10 milliliters or, or millimeters or something like that? Yeah, it depends again on the wavelength that you mm. use. Red light is a more superficial target kind of. It goes... Uh, do you know the exact? A few millimeters, a depends few on the intensity, yeah. maybe three to yeah. four millimeters. It also depends on the distance, obviously, mm. that you have to the device when you target mm. it, but kind of it's uh, generally speaking more superficial. And then the near infrared light, that's the one that actually gets into your mm. cells and actually powers up your mitochondria. Mm. Okay. And so when our mitochondria is powered up, it increases our cells' ability to uh, increase uh, energy in our body would that does that make sense is that it exactly it produces more atp that's how that hormone is called no, no, uh, that, hormone. that 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 uh, that uh, <laughs> sorry, it produces ATP. Sorry, that word kind of doesn't want to come up. It produces more ATP, and when you have more ATP, yes. your body can produce more energy. Then exactly, okay. and so more energy to heal ourselves, more energy to uh, experience life maybe the way we want. Like if it's easier to get out of bed in the morning, just to be super yeah. simple. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And this it all has happens. a lot of effects. Yeah, it has, it has a lot of effects. It's the mood, it's uh, a certain condition, mm. it's overall just more energy that your body then can use for multiple things. Okay. It's more energy and it basically, so that the main principle, it's not, it produ doesn't produce more of this energy basically, but it, it helps the mitochondria to, to more efficiently produce that energy. Yeah. So especially as you age and your mitochondria uh, like doesn't uh, work as well anymore as it used to, then it really helps if you, yeah. uh, if you like take away those blocks that are in there while producing uh, this energy. 
And uh, red light really helps with that so that it uh, works more efficiently and easier. Uh, and therefore, you have more energy yeah. okay. more of this ATP in your body. Mm -hmm. More of the ATP in our body. Okay. Um, exactly. And so <laughs> I'm trying to get a grip on all this. Um, and so also, when the red light goes, um, say, 3 to 4 or 8 to 12 millimeters into our skin, depending on uh, mm. the type of red light therapy we use, it also affects um, other parts of our, our cells and our organisms right around that area too, not just the mitochondria, correct? Yes. yes. So there are multiple mechanisms of how, how it works or how it might work. Uh, so far, uh, I mean, red light therapy has been studied, I think, for two or three decades now. And NASA yeah. started it when they did when they did uh, when they went to space because uh, they studied all kinds of lights. So that there is where it started. But so okay. far, we really do not know that much about it. Um, as so far, um, science has, has, has mainly studied effects of red light therapy in, in animals, as that's what they do. And what we as biohackers basically do is we take those, uh, those um, insights that we get and try to, to form hypotheses uh, on how, how we might use it in humans uh, okay. and also correlate that with, with the research that has been done on humans and then see, okay, this, this might work out for this, but it, it, it doesn't work out for something else. And so that's, that's what we mainly do right now. And so what we also see and what, what is quite interesting, and there isn't much research done on that yet, is that, for example, there is also red light therapy that um, you put in your nose, for example. So it's just a tiny, mm -hmm. tiny uh, red laser that you put in your nose and it uh, shines light on, on your blood, basically. And what you also see is that you have effects of this light um, that hits your blood throughout your whole body. So this is this is quite interesting, and uh, there's still so much unknown about it. Yes. And what's also really interesting as well is the idea that light influences us humans. That mm. definitely isn't a new idea. But what what Thomas was trying to say mm. is that just the focus of that specific wavelength, because for example, if you go out to the sun that has mm. much more different wavelengths and with our device, you only have the red and the near infrared. Mm. And this knowledge of what exactly those wavelengths do to the human body specifically, mm. or especially over a long period of time, mm. that's still kind of in the making. In the making and a lot of experimentation is going yeah. on. And that's why we also always mm. say there's no cure for all answer. It doesn't work the same way for everyone. You yeah. kind of have to figure yeah. out what you want out of this and then kind of try. I mean, there are a few certain guidelines, but it's kind mm. of trial and error still. Yes. And you then kind of get to your way with it. That's right. Yeah, That makes sense. You know, I, I've had so many conversations in the health space, in the personal development space. And I feel like almost every time these... Uh, these conversations boil down to one thing, and that's self-awareness. Almost every time, like uh, so. Yes. Now we're we're getting that this again, like even for us, just knowing what we're looking for, um, and how red light therapy can help help somebody. So I want a question that I actually like to expand on here is: Does red light therapy work for everybody, or is it, or is it just for some people, or does it work for everybody, and then? You have to find which red light therapy and which procedure. Do you put it up your nose? Do you put it on your whole body? Where do you put it? Hmm. So basically, I would say it should should work for everyone, because um, 
my my opinion on all those things is that if we do something that we are not really certain about, and science is never really certain about, but it's just as at what we know at the moment. Um, but what we know is that we humans, we, we evolved um, throughout the last uh, thousands of years or more, <laughs> of course. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> and um, when we look at that and when we look at how, we, uh, how our lifestyle was as humans, then we can uh, derive, I would say, certain, certain things that we say, okay, it might work or we might try it. And light, I think it's a big one because light has always been here. And yeah. especially um, if, you, if you look at how we live right now, it's um, artificial light is only here for a hundred years or so. Uh, that's, so that's a great put it. Uh, I, I want to add on something there as well. Um, it's very interesting back when evolution maybe like like 30,000 years ago or so when we were still you know foragers, let's just say, and we consist we weren't just in one area either we would consistently move around and and, and find yeah. our our next our next meal um there has been a lot of studies that i've read in the longevity field about sunlight and even just little small things like putting your feet in the grass every single day yes uh, as if, as if it was 30,000 years ago so i find it interesting that you that you bring up that only a hundred years ago we had artificial light because yeah. for a lot of us it's very easy to think that what we grow up in is what it's always been like. Exactly. At least we don't even think that there is ever a time when there is, you know, no no artificial light. It seems foreign, yes. right? So it, it's very interesting. Yes, that's so interesting, and I think also like what we have right now that we do not get out as often as we should. Also, that we wear clothes or something like that, and this this is a major part. And uh, there has been done. I think it's already fifty years ago or so. There was done studies on uh, when people sh uh, shine light, uh, just sunlight on their chest, and uh, that, for example, hormonal levels in the body rose. And uh, I think things like that are really interesting, especially if you look at it from the from the side of what we do, photobiomodulation. Um, in our first product with uh, with red and near infrared light um, is that maybe we can get some of those effects with mm -hmm. these uh, technologies without having to to sacrifice uh, or having any negative effects because uh, first of all yeah we do not get out as often as we wanted second we don't, do not get out uh, naked at all <laughs> most of the time <laughs> uh, i think that that would be very important uh, mm -hmm. to get in the sun like with your bare skin uh, and the third thing is of course that what we want to try is that we want to uh, get the get the effects that we want so the positive effects without any of the negative effects and what we know from sunlight of course you need uv uv light for vitamin d production and so on you also need other wavelengths um, but not as much i would say or maybe more in a more controlled way mm -hmm. uh, and then with red and near infrared light we already know from science and from yeah. from those uh, decades of, of scientific research um, that basically with the devices we have right now the the worst thing the thing i would say that you can do is um, that you get no effect at all so you yeah. do not really have there's any no bad side effects or anything like that? No, there not been, really. There haven't you, been yeah. scientifically. There haven't been any adverse side mm. effects or negative effects even. But what I 
question that you asked in the beginning that if red light therapy is for everyone, we definitely think it is for everyone. And what we know, even though science is still kind of progressing mm. on that topic, is that there's a therapeutic window, kind mm. of. And like oh, Thomas said, okay. the worst thing that can happen is that if you do it too much, then there's no effect. So yeah. what science kind of found out is that there's a curve, that therapeutic window. And if you do too little, there's no effect. And if you do too much, there's no effect. Mm. So we kind of know that this therapeutic window exists between 10 and 15 minutes, kind of. That's a, okay. like a rough guideline, yeah, again, depending on the wavelength that you're using and how far away you stand from it and all of that. Of course, mm. you have to take that into account. But that's also something that if you would get a device like that, you would have to find out, obviously, and track yeah. yourself and see exactly what the therapeutic window is, for example. And what I found out for myself is that it changes with the seasons as well, because mm. now, now here yeah. when it gets darker earlier, like with daylight savings time and all of that, my therapeutic window kind of expanded. I now need at least 15 minutes to actually like feel better. For me, mood is a really mm. very big thing that red light therapy helps me with. And in the summertime, like 10 minutes or even nine minutes are more than enough where I actually feel like, okay, that's that's like good for me and it's it's enough for today. Oh, cool. That's bad. Yeah. So that's so interesting that it could they could improve your mood as well. For me, yeah. I, I was thinking when I when I first thought of red light therapy, for me it seemed more like um, something to do to to live longer, to maybe increase energy a little bit, mm. uh, maybe heal some aspects of your skin, but to mm. to improve your mood, that seems like such an interesting interesting thing that just shining a light on your skin can improve your mood. That's fascinating. Yeah, for well, me I'll, that has helped a lot. Yeah. It has, okay. Well, I, I have a lot of friends that have uh, that have. Uh, depression and anxiety seasonal depression yeah. especially yeah. so i think this might be a, a super beneficial thing to try because i mean anyone that has d depression or any mental uh mental illness obviously would love to try something that could potentially mm. improve it or decrease it or even get rid of it so that's yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they take that into consideration all right so the last question if you had to uh say something besides sleep what would you consider the most important uh, thing that we could do tonight uh, to improve our overall health, and I and I ask you besides sleep because I'm assuming that that's the thing that you deem is the most important. Is that correct? Mm. Yeah, we would definitely say sleep is up one there. of the big ones. Yeah, so. it's like one of the big ones. But what we think is also very very interesting is movement. It's movement, yeah. Not only well, like both as well with your body as well as with the mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm, studies show. Studies show that the effects of red light therapy actually get multiplied and boosted if you use it in combination with exercise and training. So wow. that's definitely one major finding that mm. literally when you move your body and that energy gets going anyways, mm. and those neural pathways are starting to get activated and are reconnecting, that the effect is even more. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, also in, in general well-being and, and aging, I think movement is a big, big one. Yeah. Because also, again, when we when we look at, at our ancestors, is like what you generally see is you have your prime where you hunt, where you go around, and then when you settle down and when you uh, like do not do work or do not work anymore, mm -hmm. uh, then decline really begins. 
And so, so I think, yeah, movement, movement is a big one. Um, research shows that the effects of red light therapy actually get multiplied um, if you use red light therapy in combination with exercise or training. Mm. So, so that's, what would that look like? using it in combination like do i do i do red light therapy and then go exercise or just move around do, do i go for a walk and then do red light therapy there's a lot of different protocols but i mean we have customers that uh, put up the red light while they exercise ah. but it, it, it's not it's not a must i mean it's basically a time thing if you have the time to exercise first and then like maybe if you hop in the shower and put up the red light then and then you mm. kind of have an after workout kind of with the red light that also works but a lot of our mm. customers do it simultaneously because they just want to use their time more efficiently exactly because uh, i think it's, it really depends on on each individual and yeah. um, because for example light it, it can help uh, with uh, priming your body for for training, it help it can help uh, with uh, with getting uh, the most out of your workout, and it can also help with a recovery. So um, there you have multiple options that you can use and where you can use it. I would say. Mm -hmm. But movement mm -hmm. is also very important for longevity. Yes, I think so because, um, as I said before we can only look at what what was what happened before us what happened to our ancestors and how they lived what their lifestyle was and i think uh, movement played a big role here as you can see that in your prime you you move around uh, around a lot uh, you go out hunting and so on and when you settle down you become quiet and uh, the the to be honest the degeneration of the body uh, starts so that i think here you basically have have the answer um, buried in our roots. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I would say. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's so interesting. Especially yeah. a lot of us, we we live in such a sedentary society where we're sitting down watching TV all the mm. time. Um, there's so many opportunities to sit down <laughs> nowadays. So, um, yeah, movement. Yeah. I really love that. Yeah. Answer. So I'm assuming because since you said movement of the mind, that just piqued my curiosity incredibly. Uh, what do you what do you mean by movement of the mind? Uh, for example, for example, what I find really interesting is I think Dave Asprey talked about that in his blog or like on his website is um, he's recommending a lot of biohackable apps or apps mm. that he uses in his everyday life. And what he does every day and actually what I've started doing as well every day is like small brain exercises. That you okay. just do, I think they take like two minutes, if even every day, mm. and they're kind of small games on your phone, but obviously you can also do that offline. That kind of helps jog your cognition mm. and memory and like different aspects of your brain that kind of decline with age. And I think that's definitely a major influence mm. because uh, I also recently just did an Instagram TV video about this, that red light therapy can help with cognition a lot, that if yeah. you kind of shine it on your forehead, on your prefrontal cortex, that cognition and memory and like emotion can enhance or like not decline as fast when you mm. age. So yeah, not... I would definitely say that this whole holistic approach of, of mm. not only having that expectation of, of okay, I'm going to buy that light, put it in front of me, and then I'm going to be healthy and live forever. Yeah. It's yes. kind of like you do something and then you get something and then you shine the light additionally and you kind of have that whole cycle mm. of a more healthier life. 
and of course always listen to your body I think. yeah because we also have that quite a lot when uh, customers from from other companies they come to us and say hey we didn't get uh, a lot of instructions what should we do how should we do it or mm -hmm. even when they have problems and what for example we get quite a lot is that for example they get headache when they use uh, red light at the red light and this is often because as, as those processes uh, really start in your mitochondria, uh, your body needs, for example, uh, water, so hydration. And uh, it's super important to, to listen to your body and see, hey, why do I get headache from, from something? And then try out uh, things. For example, here, drink two glasses of water before you use the red light. And then, then uh, those people really see an improvement. And, mm. and I think that's, that's what biohacking really is about because it's so experimental and we still do not really know a lot. The only thing that we can do and companies can do is uh, help people prevent any uh, like damage or, or negative effects. And not make and, any health promises, yeah, but actually be sure. scientifically backed and talk yeah. about that. Mm. And then if you are up to it, you can really uh, like optimize yourself, optimize your health uh, and uh, reach your goals, I think. That's, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds amazing. Um, well, that's, that's it. That's all, those are all the questions that I have for you guys. Thank you so much for taking the time, you guys, all the way across the ocean. Uh, I, I really appreciate you guys taking the time. This, this was awesome. It definitely, uh, I got some good notes on it, and it's given me a few more questions, which is always good. Now I have more awesome. no questions to go. <laughs> then we'll definitely stay in touch and keep connecting. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank, thank you, you. Also, right back at you. That's what mm. I was going to say. Thank you for your time and uh, making our first podcast mm. with us. We're super excited about this. And of course, uh, to all your listeners out there, I Ooh. think or I hope that, that you like the topic that we discussed and maybe we can go on with that in the future or do something, something else. Feel free, awesome. yeah. Feel free to contact us. We're definitely the company mm. that shows their faces. We're super personal with everyone. We love awesome. like our community that we've built, our tribe, and we definitely forever will take the time and talk to each and every single one of the people that's interested. Mm. That's amazing. So, I uh, just just so they know where to find you guys. Uh, what's your guys' Instagram handle and any other websites that you like to share? Our Instagram handle is at luminousred.light. Um, our website is www.luminousred.com exactly. and we also have a Facebook page and the Instagram, uh, the handle is also at luminousred.light. Okay. Yeah. That's basically it. Yeah, you can email us, you can DM us, like the usual. Exactly. <laughs> yes, all right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, thank you guys again for coming on. Uh, this is a, a great episode of Life Like a Movie podcast and we will see you next time.